Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. <clears throat> you can tell I haven't talked yet this morning. I'm Ann Ortley, and today is May 2nd, 2021, the lusty month of May, one of my favorite songs from Camelot. Um, the May, it's May, the lusty month of May. I'm broadcasting this morning from on a slightly overclouded clouded day. It's going to brighten up a little later, I think, from the bright red desk here in Manhattan. Um, we are in uh, Beltane. We just had Beltane yesterday. Actually, it isn't the cross-quarter day until, I think, the 4th when it's 15. But we celebrate May Day anyway because those stars keep moving very slowly. But they have shifted. Um, at any rate, this week promises a lot of fun. We have an interesting configuration in the sky. We have a lot of activity because Mercury is going to go into Gemini. And Venus is going to go into Gemini, and uh, so the heavens will shift their reporting, right? So right now we have all the planets, we have a bunch of planets in uh, Aquarius and Capricorn reporting into Saturn. And a few weeks ago, Venus went into Taurus and she led a renegade group, uh, and she took over all the Taurus planets. Sun, Venus, Mercury, Uranus, and this week's series is going to go into Taurus. Um, and so they're in a square to the, Aquari- the Aquarius planets. So we've been setting boundaries and figuring out new directions and moving in new paths. And this week, Mercury goes into Gemini at the beginning of the week. So he stakes, sets off on a new adventure, and right behind him on the weekend, on the 8th, um, Venus goes into Gemini. Now, when Venus goes into Gemini, when Mercury goes into Gemini, he's just reporting to himself. So he's really happy and he gets to go do his own thing. So it's a week when you're going to find you're really, really busy because Mercury's in Gemini. And he's like, oh, I got all this stuff to do. Remember, Gemini is his favorite sign. He loves being in Gemini. He rules Gemini. He rules uh, Virgo. But when he's in Virgo, he has to do a lot of work, as all the Virgos in the listening audience know. Or all your Virgo planets go, yeah, 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 you got to work when you got a planet in Virgo. Mercury, you got a planet in Virgo, Mercury makes you work. But when Mercury's in Gemini, He just has a real good time. He's just like chatting and figuring out things and connecting. And, of course, at the end of the week, when Venus goes into Gemini, she decides she doesn't want to be the boss of the sky anymore, and she wants to drive with Mercury, right? And she now, because she's in Gemini, she reports into Mercury so that everything that reports into her, Uranus and the Sun, still reporting into her as Taurus planets, She says, well, actually, Mercury's in charge now. So the analogy I have for you for this is Gail King was on TV, I think on Ellen DeGeneres. You know, I I turn on the YouTube, and when I prep charts or stuff, I kind of listen to YouTube. So anyway, she's on Ellen DeGeneres. And um, Ellen was talking to her about her road trip with Oprah a few years back. And apparently Oprah doesn't drive a whole lot, which one would expect because, you know, she's really rich and she can have a driver. But they did that road trip. Remember, I don't know if you remember, but I'm an Oprah fan, so I follow her. So anyway, they did the road trip, and Oprah likes to drive with complete silence, complete silence. And Gail likes to drive with the music cranked up loud and proud, singing and singing at the top of her lungs. 
and you know so they they showed pictures of when Oprah was driving and Gail's looking miserable and when Gail's driving and Oprah's looking miserable right but they're in the car together right they're in the car together so this week Venus turns over the reins to Oprah or <laughs> turns over the reins to Mercury and goes and as as Gail said you know, whoever's in the driver's seat controls the radio. That's the rule of being in the car. And I remember when we were kids growing up, that's what my mother said, I'm driving, I'm in charge of the radio. And we had to listen to her stations, unless you were lucky enough to score the front seat, because there were three of us, right? So dibs on the front seat. And you could change it maybe, and she might not change it back if she liked the song, right? So she loved Paul McCartney, um, but or, and she loved the Beatles. But there were a lot of other people that, you know, she wasn't into. But at any rate, this week, Venus is going to be like Oprah and Gail. Venus and Mercury are going to be like Oprah and Gail driving on that trip. Mercury's taken over the steering wheel, and Venus... I think she's going to like that there's music being played in the car, but Mercury's going to ch- set the channel. And he, interestingly, is going to be in Gemini until July 5th. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, July 11th, July 11th. He's going to be in Gemini until July 11th. So he's zipping along, and he's going to slow to a station, and Venus is going to catch up to him and pass him. They're going to switch driving, you know, they're going to switch who's in charge, whether it's silence in the car or loud rock and roll cranked really high so you can sing along with, or loud music cranked really high and sing really loud. Gail didn't say what she cranked, but um, I know I would be cranking Jennifer Nettles because I've been having a Jennifer Nettles thing and then, you know, singing along with her and I also sing along with Dolly Parton. So I have a really good time here singing at the desk. But we're going to shift the driving. We're going to shift the driving over uh, in midweek. At the end of the week, Venus is going to say to Mercury, okay, you take over. You drive for a while. And we will have a different experience. We will now have um, the planets reporting into Mercury, into Gemini, and they are going to be trining the Aquarius planets. So the argument that we had over this last month about the direction we want to go, now we're going to go that way. We're going to start heading in that way with support, with choice, because Gemini always gives us choice. In his rulership, he goes, you could do this, you could do that. Remember that scene? I always use it when the Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy rides up and the yellow brick road breaks in half. And she goes, which way do I go? And the scarecrow talks to her and he goes, well, some people go this way and some people go that way. And, you know, that's when she meets the scarecrow, that we have choice, we have options. And, of course, he's the one that wants a brain. So we know when Mercury goes into Gemini, our brains go on overdrive, right? Overdrive, overdrive. And then the other thing that's going to happen, because Mercury's going to be retrograde, we're going to have him from May 3rd to July 11th. He normally is only retrograde about 21 days. This year, he's going to be retrograde 24 days, which is always fun. But when he's in his sign, he loves to do stuff. He loves to play tricks. He loves to kind of get you going. Remember, he's the trickster, too, right? That's his job. He's a messenger, but he's a trickster. So as he enters his Gemini energy on May 3rd at 10.49 p.m. Eastern, he is going to enter his shadow May 15th. Now we want to watch from May 15th on because his shadow is 16.16 Gemini. And when he gets into that, he starts telling you 
what the Mercury retrograde is actually going to be about. So, you know, the first few days, till the 15th, we can just play the music in the car. There's no problem. But if you look at some of the faces, you know, the faces that Ellen showed of Oprah looking, oh, my God, I'm so miserable, and Gail looking, oh, my God, I'm so miserable, right, because, you know, the other one's driving. Um, so he enters his shadow. So he talks to us about what the retrograde is going to be. He actually stations retrograde at 2441 on May 29th. Now, if you have planets between 16 and 24, Mercury is going to form some kind of aspect to them. And if you've ever studied my pinball approach to astrology, I kind of explain how that works. And I do want to encourage you. I am uh, speaking at a NORWAC, NOR. Uh, Northwest Astrology Conference run by Laura Nabaldian. I'm saying that again. Laura Nabaldian, Mercury and Gemini. I got to do everything twice. And I am doing a workshop on Friday uh, in May, uh, two weeks from now, um, three weeks from now. I'm doing a workshop on Friday on the pinball. And if you've never taken my pinball approach to astrology, or if you just had a lecture where it kind of was explained to you. Um, but, you know, you only heard an hour's worth. It's going to be a three-hour lecture. It starts at 9 in the morning West Coast time. It starts at noon East Coast time, time zone, because this conference is held in uh, Seattle. But sign up. If you sign up for the whole conference, it's only $75. If you sign up just as a standalone, it's 105 and we're, you know, as you know, I've been working on a book, and one of the, one of the, I've actually been working on two books, and one of the books is about the pinball approach. And so I've got some. Uh, we're going to go through a workshop. We're going to work on it for a while, and really, you really get the technique, especially how to use it as your chart progresses, as your chart works in relationship with others. So do sign up. Uh, there's enrollment is open, and uh, the link is on the website norwac.net. Net. N-O-R-W-A-C. So it'll, I'll explain it. But anyway, this if you watch the planets between 16, you'll, and you'll learn it and you'll love it. Between 16 and 24 are going to be activated by Mercury three times. Every planet in your chart with those degrees. And he's going to have some kind of aspect to them. And he's going to get them to do something. Uh, when we get to the, um, when he stations on May 29th, then he goes backwards from May 29th to June 22nd where he stations again at 1616 to go direct. And then he stations at 1616, and he goes back over him a third time from 1616 to 2441 when he leaves his shadow on July 7th, meaning he's resolved the story, and then he actually leaves Gemini on July 11th when he enters Cancer. So we're going to have Mercury from May 3rd to July 11th with the retrograde being May 15th, Entering his shadow, May 29th, stationing retrograde, going backwards from May 29th to June 22nd, stationing to go direct, and then leaving his shadow July 7th. So that period of time from May 15th through July 7th is the intense time of work for Mercury. Now, interestingly, because the nodes are in Gemini, right, Gemini Sag, we're also going to have eclipse season in the middle of this. <laughs> and the eclipse, one of them is going to be on the degree of Mercury station. Oh, yeah, you know what that means, right? Like ghosts from your past, unbelievable. Thinking about things, thinking about missing things, thinking about things that have left, that you're finished with, 
that you're kind of done with and you're ready to let go of and move on because the north node is in Gemini and Mercury is going to invite you. Now, um, you know, I'm, I'm a nerdy astrologer, so I looked. I cast the chart for both Mercury entering Gemini and Venus entering Gemini. And, the, of course, both in, in both of their cases, the ruler is Sag rising uh, in the chart cats for D.C., and that answers, you know, Sag rising means we answer to Jupiter, who is at the last degrees of Aquarius, because in May, he's going to go into Pisces for a little while, too. He's going to be in Pisces during the eclipses. Uh, Jupiter's on Niobe. Now, Niobe is a really interesting, has a really interesting mythology. She had seven children, seven boys, seven girls, and she um, bragged about them. And so they were killed. She bragged about them to someone who only had two. So they were killed. Her children were killed, which turned her into a pale green because she mourned for the rest of her life. And her husband killed himself, too. Or got him, He did kind of like suicide by cop, essentially. He did something and got the gods mad, and they killed him, too. So we're going to be working with children leaving as part of this, leaving children behind or children leaving us or the energy of releasing children now i couldn't help because you know this is what i do for a living yesterday one of the duger kids the oldest boy got arrested for child pornography um in the middle of this we're going to start the um Ghislaine maxwell trial for sex trafficking kids young girls so we're going to watch for the story of mourning children lost. Additionally, we're going to watch in our own charts where we're going to be mourning the children that have left. Our own child that has left doesn't have to have died or perhaps mourning our childhood innocence that left and understanding that energy of friskiness. You know, how, how can we work as a how can we work in a connected way with our inner child heart find it again reclaim it from being lost reclaim it from being killed off reclaim ourselves maybe literally from all the losses of all the people that we've watched over this last period of time as we've watched this pandemic roll across the world um, so we're, it's an interesting energy because when I saw that I went, wow, both, in both tra- charts, you know, Venus is in Gemini, the sign of kids, Mercury's in Gemini, the sign of kids, Mercury's back and forth, the eclipses is in the sign of kids, um, and we're in Niobe's active. Jupiter's on Niobe. The ruler of both charts is on Niobe. So I think the interesting story of this is to understand, you know, because I was thinking about, okay, how, how is that going to show in the collective? Well, one, we all lost a year. I mean, we didn't lose it, but we lost stuff. We lost our childhood belief. We lost our childhood innocence. We lost our hope. But we also said, okay, we're going to move forward. And we just had Biden's speech saying we're going to help the children. We're not going to let them get lost. We're going to give them preschool. We're going to give them free community college. We're going to make sure they're fed. We're, you know, we're going to take care of the children. We can do this. We're not going to lose the children anymore. So I think on a symbolic level, this Mercury retrograde coming as it does at this, in this year of enormous change is going to speak to us about... <clears throat> our understanding of 
where we're going and what we're doing, what's possible for us. You know, like what do we actually say? I remember when I was young, my mother my mother had been a nurse and she'd gone to nursing school and we were like we were living on East Street, so I was maybe it was after eighth grade and her uh a friend of hers came home. She'd been in Catholic Release Service uh and been stationed in Africa and she had done the Kenya Well Baby Program which was giving the mothers things to help them keep the children alive because there was a high mortality rate for children. And she'd spent a number of years overseas. She came home uh, with, you know, she was maybe 42, 43, I think, maybe about that age. Um, She was a year ahead of my mother in nursing school. And um, her name was Bernadine Foley, and she had had, (laughs) they'd gone to the, they'd gone to the, the Mary, Sisters of Mary, Mother, you know, St. Mary's Mother Seton, you know, was the nuns. They'd gone to that nursing school, and Bernadine had had an unauthorized overnight. So she got kicked out of school and then came back in and was in my mother's class, and they were, they were fast friends. They were fabulous friends. In fact, Bernadine died about two weeks after my dad died um, last summer. Uh, two summers ago, actually. Um, at any rate, so Bernie was fabulous. She was really fun. She was one of those people that you just laugh, laugh, laughed. But, you know, she had dedicated her life as a nurse to um, living, working and living in Kenya and uh, taking care, helping mothers save their babies. So when I saw the Niobe, I thought, I thought of her, and I thought about, gee, you know, like how are we going to save the children? But then I thought, well, this is for everybody. So this is how do we save our own child? How do we how do we go back and harness that hopeful, youthful energy of our inner child? Because we all have one, right? And how do we reclaim them? How do we find them again? Are they have they gotten lost? And if they've gotten lost, how do we recover them? Where do, where did they go? And so it's a really interesting uh, thing when we're looking at the aspects. Because I'm like, wow, they're very similar. And, you know, the understanding of that age, you know, 16 to 24, you're not a kid anymore, but you're not really grown up yet either. And I was talking to one of my clients, um, and we were talking about her son, and he had been very intrepid, and he had done this great adventure, you know, and he had just kind of figured out something and done it. And she was kind of like, I mean, it was amazing to me. She said, but that's who he is. He's this intrepid little child and I think we also maybe don't always appreciate how intrepid our little kid was in us and how intrepid we are. You know, where is that, where is that little kid in there that we want to reclaim? Where is that lost child? And, of course, you know, they're talking uh, the energy of reclaiming the energy, you know, because Niobe lost her children and mourned it. But where have we lost our child and mourned that? Because Jupiter's on Niobe. And as he's at the last degree of Aquarius, which is other people's children, Aquarius rules other people's children, but he also rules the collective's children, you know, because Aquarius rules the group, he also rules the house of hopes and dreams. And I have had a lot of readings with people talking about children being depressed, you know, their kids being depressed, and what is their hope and dream, and how do they find it? Uh, and so we, we have to work with this energy. We have to kind of honor this hope and dream energy that wants to come up and that doesn't want to be lost anymore. 
and Mercury is going to take us on a dance until July 11th. And you know, when Mercury is in Gemini, it's kind of like little kids playing knock-knock jokes with you. You know, April showers bring May flowers. Well, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Ha, ha, ha. You know, that's a, that's a Gemini joke, right? Knock-knock, <laughs> who's there? Uh, orange, knock, knock, who's there? Orange, knock, knock, who's there? Orange. I think I'm doing this joke wrong. I think it's banana, 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 knock, knock, who's there? Orange. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? It's something like that. But anyway, those bad jokes, those limerick lines, puns, that kind of energy. But also Mercury likes to trick us and make us aware. He likes to show us things in two ways. So watch. You see it once, you see it twice, do it. I've been really paying attention. Somebody says something to me about something, and I never heard about it. I have to go check it out and see what it is. Do that. Just go, okay, I heard about that two times. Let me check it out. Just go look and see what you see. So yesterday I was watching something, and I think I was watching Stephen Colbert ask, um, again, while I prep, this is running in the background. Stephen Colbert asked John Oliver, blah, 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 blah. One One of the things he said, if you could only have one song for the rest of your life, what would you listen to? That's the only song you can listen to for the rest of your life. And, and John Oliver thought for a second, he went, Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. And I'm like, I don't know that song at all. Wasn't a real Bowie fan. Um, he was kind of in that twixty time for me. Um, so I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that, you know, because one song for the rest of your life. Think of all the songs in your head, right? Uh, and so I went and watched it, and it was really interesting. <laughs> And then I watched the. I looked at the comments, and a couple people posted. I came to look at this because, you know, Stephen Colbert and John Oliver, <laughs> um, which is I would have been one of them. You know, I'm sure that YouTube video got a bunch of links, lick, licks, looks. So listen for the cues. Listen for the you know the information, the ideas, the stuff that comes to you with this, and how does it help you reclaim your inner child? Start things. Great time to get stuff going, but do remember you're going to have to do it twice. Part one, part two, step A, step B, practice, then final. And if you know that, it helps a lot because you're not off. And, of course, we do have that Mercury retrograde, so mark your calendars for incoming. This week, Moon's aspects are all good, all good. Everybody's good. Uh, today, we are <clears throat> today we have a Moon in uh, Capricorn, uh, and it goes void today with a trine to Mercury. Uh, and then it's void between 10.38 and uh, 3.31 p.m. when it goes into Aquarius. It's an Aquarius uh, Sunday, afternoon, evening, Monday night, and it goes void Tuesday evening, 8.05 p.m. for two hours, and it goes void with a conjunction to Jupiter, Moon Moon Aquarius joined Jupiter. Then the uh, next one is Pisces, uh, the evening of the 4th, 5th, 6th, goes void at 3, 3, 6 a.m. on the 7th, and it goes void uh, with a sextile to Venus, uh, Moon and Pisces, sextile Venus and Taurus. And then the 8th, it go, and the 7th at 7, on Friday at 7.52, it goes into Aries. It's in Aries on the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, goes void at 6.50 p.m. with a sextile to Jupiter. And then uh, and the moon goes into Taurus. Next Monday, next month, next Sunday is Mother's Day, um, it goes into Taurus at 7.46 uh, p.m., and it feeds into the new moon and, again, a closing square of moon at square Jupiter. So the moons are great. Monday's the Donald Day, Monday the, Monday the 3rd. That's the busy, busy day. little bit of stress on uh, Friday. Uh, not, not bad stress. More, actually more 
yeah, more Friday, more dreams on Friday night into Saturday. And then uh, Venus trines Pluto on the 6th. We are in the dark phase of the moon. We're going towards a new moon next Tuesday when Ramadan ends, Tuesday the um, the 11th. And so, we, But a lot of energy around out in the world, big picture, initiating, and starting to grow stuff. So nice moons, nice moons this week. In terms of the, uh, you can tell, I haven't talked, my nose is running. I mean, it's just like I'm a little mess here. Uh, the sun goes from 11 to 19 Taurus. Doesn't do much this week. It does have a square to Saturn, which is the third square. Remember, we had Mercury square it, we had Venus square it, now we have the sun square it. And that's differentiating from what Saturn wants and separating. He tells him on May 3rd, he does it on May 8th, So because he has a contraparallel on May 8th. Sun is also coming up with really good strategies because he has a sextile to Athena in Pisces. He gets to 18 on May 8th. Uh, Mercury this week is zipping along. He runs from 25 Taurus to 11 Gemini, lickety-cut. Um, he has a trine to Pluto on May 2nd. Venus has a trine to Pluto on May 6th. So Venus and Mercury are going to mimic each other. They're going to have this little dance. Mercury has a square to Jupiter on May 3rd. Venus has a square to Jupiter on May 8th. So you see how they're going to, Mercury does it, then Jupiter, Venus does it, then the sun's going to do it next week. So we have this little dance of Mercury does it, awareness, Venus does it, okay, now that I'm aware, what do I want? Mercury has an aspect to the nodes of fate on May 4th, making important choices. He has a little bit of an argument with the nodes of fate on May 10th um, as he dives into the north node and says, this is the direction I'm heading. And he had a little bit of a power struggle in the middle of the week. Not bad, but just kind of pays atten- pay attention to it. Um, as I mentioned, Venus matches Mercury. So she has, the, she has her sextile to, to Neptune. Mercury had his last week. She has her sextile to Neptune on the 2nd. And she's zipping from 22 to 1 Gemini, 22 of Taurus to 1 Gemini. And she is going to pass Mercury over the next few weeks. Um, but because he's going to slow down for his retrograde. Uh, She has the trine to Pluto, as I mentioned, on the 6th of May, similar to Mercury's trine to Pluto on May 2nd. And so they kind of do a one-two. You know, I told you, and remember, they're changing seats in the car. (laughs) You know, they're shifting seats. And she has it squared to Jupiter, which is an overabundance energy on May 8th. Um, she doesn't have the same declination aspects that Mercury has to the nodes, which is okay. Um, that will be maybe more next week. And then she has an aspect of brilliance with Pallas Athena on the 9th, Mother's Day. Mars this week is very quiet, which is helpful. Um, he does have a biquintile to Saturn, allowing you to get stuff done on the 5th of May, and he's a little irritated on the 3rd because he has a quintile to Eris. But, you know, irritation inspires him. Remember, he is in Cancer. He is out of bounds. And so our job with his out of bounds energy is every time the moon changes, Mars changes. So he's right now in Capricorn today, but the next couple of days he'll be in Aquarius. So he's very detached and he gets a lot done and he's very mindful. Then he goes into Pisces. He gets kind of dreamy, drifty, you know, focused, a little more emotional when he's in Pisces. And then he gets into Aries and he's fierce and he's bold and he's brave because every time the moon changes, he changes, right? 
Um, this week, Jupiter has a quintile to Uranus, which is a great idea. That's on May 5th. Kind of watch for the great idea, May 4th, May 5th. Also an opportunity to get things done. And Jupiter is in a sextile to Ceres on May 5th, which has an energy of kind of pushing us forward and over the top into the next direction. Um, and in create in creativity, because Jupiter is at the last degrees of Aquarius, talking to Aries or talking to Ceres at the last degree of Aries, and of course that's when Niobe is active. So we're going to watch what happens then, uh, because Jupiter, you know, because Bo- Jupiter is on Niobe all week. Um, Uranus has an aspect to them on May sixth of change, 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 as he aspects the nodes of fate. And uh, what else? Chiron has a trine to um, the nodes, kind of encouraging us to do some work around our healing on May 6th, bringing things to the surface. And last but not least, Ceres enters Taurus, uh, where she plants the seeds and grows things on May 8th. So it's a busy week, busy, 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 um, and shift of the heavens. You know, Mercury takes over into Gemini, and then Venus gives him the steering wheel on the weekend of next week on May 8th. So, and then they drive together for a while. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting time. And as we shift over, when, Mercury, when Venus gives over to G- Mercury, Uranus, uh, Ceres, and the Sun all now kind of shift reporting into Venus into reporting into Mercury which makes the trickster energy really, really big. Because <laughs> it's like a trick. It's a trick. It's to make you see things. Remember, Gemini is the sign of the mirrors. Watch for doubles. When you hear the doubles, go, uh-oh, I heard it twice. I should pay attention and do it. That's the trick with Mercury. You heard it, do it. You heard it twice, definitely do it. Heard it once, check it out. Heard it twice, definitely do it. Uh, and that's it. From the weekly weather, from the bright red desk, wishing you a great week. And uh, a good, a good, a, a good beginning of a lusty month of May, a frisky month of May, a fun month of May. Take care and have a good time. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.